What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. I have a crazy story. I'm going to have to message the person that I'm sharing the story about, although I'm not going to disclose who it is. Um, I know an individual who's worked in law enforcement who every year they go and they donate their clothing to the homeless. They drive down to a bad area of town, and this is something they've been doing for years. And they drop off all their clothes instead of putting it into like the Salvation Army or anything. And when he went, he gets out of his vehicle and he's just saying hi to everybody. There was a transient that came up to him to thank him. And he shook him. He shook his hand and he gives out all the clothes, hops back in his vehicle, goes to take off. And he's on the phone with uh, somebody in his family. And they say, like, you don't sound okay. Are you okay?" And he pulls over and basically he he knew instantly what was going on. And it seems as though the gentleman that he shook hands with perhaps had residual uh, fentanyl in his hand and he was experiencing um, a fentanyl overdose. So luckily he was able to call somebody who had Narcan who was able to come and instantly administer it to him. And something like that you would never, ever expect to happen. But it got me thinking about, and there's, if you're a police officer, you're probably going to hate me saying this. If there's anything that you do that you shouldn't be doing now in the example I just gave that, that is not what I'm talking about, right? That was a complete accident. But I believe that when it comes to law enforcement, there needs to be better checks and balances when it comes to ensuring that officers are not involved in any kind of illegal activity, especially when it comes to substance abuse. And the reason for this is because I can't tell you how many people I have worked with and coached who at one point or another in their law enforcement career have had substance abuse issues that they have hidden very well from their department. And furthermore, how easy it is to be able to hide it from their department because there aren't any type of random drug testing. There, there is literally no checks and balances to make sure that this type of behavior doesn't happen. And a lot of that comes down to the beginning because you take an oath swearing that you will never do those sorts of things. You take an oath to, to make sure that you are you're subject to the rule, basically. And with that comes a lot of responsibility and a lot of expectations that you will never stray away from that. In my opinion, this is a, a big, I guess, gap in the system when it comes to staffing and most importantly, being able to ensure the health and safety of the police officers that, that work for our agencies across the nation. You know, it's one of those things like when you're going through the application process to become a police officer, like you have to answer hundreds and hundreds of questions talking about drugs or when's the last time you tried some type of drug. And and over time, you're hired, you become a police officer. There's that sense of integrity that you're not going to do that and that trust. And and the I think trust is the key word with there, but... At the same time, we're human beings and stuff's going to fall through the cracks. I remember when I worked for the prison systems, 
they did random drug tests and it was completely at random. They, it wasn't like, Oh, I think this person's using, they're going to get tested. It was just, you're going to get tested and you show up to work and they say, Hey, go pee in this cup over here. And, and you did it because it was part of your contract as part of the rules. And if you didn't do it, then you would get in trouble. And I think, you know, working in law enforcement for so many years, it's, it's one of those things that, we, we look at illegal drugs as like meth, you know, fentanyl, like all weed, you, you name it. And, but then there's performance enhancing drugs like steroids. There's, you know, those types of drugs that I think are almost synonymous with law enforcement and, and having a problem with utilizing them and, and it leads to other problems especially the emotional instability and, and stuff like that. But if the department were to test those individuals randomly, um, they, they, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah. And it, it blows my mind that this is not a concept that's integrated into every police agency. And with the times right now, I think if you were to ask any admin, they would say, well, we can't afford to lose cops. Right. But if you were to make that something that is, again, a part of the initial hiring process, um, I think the implementation of it would probably be the most difficult part because there's going to be a lot of kickback, right? The conversations that would need to be had with police unions and um, just the legality of things, I think it would be very difficult to be able to change and to implement. However, I think that it is vital and critical because I feel like that conversation of utilizing illegal substances with people that I have spoken to is becoming more and more prevalent. And in addition to that, with states changing the laws the way that they have, it is also becoming more of an option and an opportunity for police officers to do whatever they do when they're not on duty. You know, it kind of makes me think of like the social media con concept when it comes to picking what laws or what rules you enforce and what you don't to where these private companies can pretty much limit free speech if it doesn't align with their narrative. The same goes with with the state saying, oh, well, you can't even ask your employee anymore if it's if they're using drugs. Like it's it's just crazy to kind of think of now the state's going after these these entities yes they're public entities to to say you can't ask your employee if they're smoking weed like that's just asinine to me and i i look back over my career of and i shouldn't say my career my different jobs that i had like growing up before i got into law enforcement they all had the rules of random drug testing and you had to drug test if you're driving a forklift or you're driving a vehicle, there's no difference except for one's out in the public and one's in a, a contained environment. My goodness. Or if you're carrying a gun. Exactly. It's just, it's crazy to, to, to me. And I, I think it's because I don't use any illicit drug. Like it's not a worry for me, so I don't care about it. But I'm, I'm curious how many people would actually fail that and be their fired or sent to some type of rehab. Yeah. And this is actually not something you and I have ever discussed before. It's probably a little surprising to you that we're even talking about this, but I'm incredibly passionate about 
how I feel when it comes to substance abuse and a strong believer that it's never just just weed or just pot. And I think that another interesting concept to this is how you made mention of things being varied state to state. There's also a big difference between things um, department to department, so I'm seeing. And what I mean by that is I've known of officers who have been found out about. A lot of it has to do with, um, like, let's say the husband and the wife are getting a divorce, and that's kind of her back pocket. Uh, Hey, gotcha. And then she goes and tattletales on him, essentially. And then he, he ends up, you know, being pulled in and having an investigation and all the fun things. And it's, it's very interesting to see that departments vary in the repercussions because some officers do not lose their job. And there are some departments who are very charismatic in terms of understanding that substance abuse is a problem. And they, they are supportive of, of officers when this type of information comes out. Whereas other agencies, it's basically like you're done, mm-hmm. right? You, and not only that, but you get black labeled and you're never allowed to, to work in the at least immediate area ever again. So I, I think that's also an interesting concept because this too, I believe, should be something that's universal nationwide. Yeah, I, that but that makes sense. And, and that's always the problem that if it makes sense, it doesn't happen. And I, I think the bottom line is, you know, in law enforcement, you're exposed to this stuff on a regular basis. And I can hear the arguments, well, I'm in narcs and I was undercover and I had to do something so I didn't blow my cover. And and yeah, that's still, an, it's a valid point, but it's an excuse at the same time, because that leads to longer term problems. There's that documentary, um, what was that documentary we just watched with, um, I can't remember the name, but it's really important to to really highlight and show like the importance of kind of that dialogue that Um, it's called, is there something going on at home? And, and you know, it's a great documentary and it talks about, there's one officer that is highlighted within it and he was undercover for deep undercover for a long time. And it's, it's something that led to longer term problems to pretty much where he was forced to retire over time. And, and it's something like that, that then it leads to at home problems or it leads to longer term problems that affect your health and affect your relationships in general. And for me, I look at that as that story that you're sharing was very monumental because I know people who were in the same exact shoes as that gentleman working um, in DEA. And that in itself is an opportunity for a missing gap, right? There's this problem that we're seeing a lot of officers develop substance abuse problems, maybe after their career, maybe during it. So that's a great opportunity to implement additional resources that are required. If you, you know, like you, Clint, working in ICAC, there's a you have to see a psychiatrist every single year. So those types of things I think are important to be able to identify, to be able to not fuck your officer over for the rest of their life, basically. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.